You're listening to the Sweet Empowerment Podcast with Kristen Brown, where we attract and create healthy relationships by applying practical ideas, universal truths, and life-changing inspiration. Let's go have some fun together. I was in the Starbucks drive-thru last week and it was a very long line and I felt inspired to record a video for you guys regarding why it is that we don't quickly recognize when we are in an abusive relationship. Now I realize that for some people that might be like, what kind of topic is this? How can you not recognize that you are in an abusive relationship? And that is because people that have not been in abusive relationships may not fully understand all the inner workings and the dynamics of what goes on. There's a lot happening behind the scenes in the victim's mind and heart and general psyche that can sometimes make us not realize what is actually happening. Now, I hope that if you are somebody who this title attracted you where you were like, hmm, for some reason I want to listen to this. Or because perhaps you feel like you might be in an abusive relationship or if because you are a suspect that someone you love might be in an abusive relationship. I really hope you pull up a chair and hear this episode through to the end. Get in a quiet space, grab yourself some coffee or tea or some water, maybe take a walk and put your earphones on and just really sit down and listen to this because this is a topic that is near and dear to my heart. And I really feel for and want to advocate for anybody, male or female, that might be in a physically abusive relationship. It is important that I I mentioned that this isn't always a, a female thing, that we are the ones that are being abused. I have witnessed several times, or actually not seen it with my own eyes, but been privy to people, men, telling me things that their wives or girlfriends have done to them. And it is not okay any way, shape, or form. When my kids were little, um, because I had been in an abusive relationship, I sat them down one day and I remember telling my daughter, you don't get to be in an abusive relationship. If somebody touches you in any way, shape, or form that you don't want to be touched and they are trying to hurt you or harm you or control you physically, you get out. That is not okay. You are far too valuable for that. And I turned to my son, who was a couple years younger than her, and I said, and that stands for you too. Just because you're a boy does not mean you need to take when a woman tries to hurt you or hit you or physically beat up on you in any way. This is unacceptable for anybody at any time. So I want to jump in and start with number one. Number one reason why, and this isn't in any particular order, but the number one reason why we don't realize we're in an abusive relationship is because it creeps in slowly. It's almost in an unnoticeable way. I know that's going to sound crazy to you, but just hear me out. It's kind of like the frog in the boiling water scenario. And the empath in me hates to replay this story because I just, I just feel deeply about this story I'm about to share with you guys. But it's such a great simile or analogy to to what we feel when we're in an abusive relationship, the fact that it can just creep up on us and we just don't even realize what's really going on. So they say if you take a frog and you just dump him from the room temperature into boiling water, that he is going to jump out because he's going to 
tell the extreme difference between room temperature and boiling water, and he is going to seek to save himself. But if you have a frog in room temperature water, but you slowly increase the heat, the frog will not jump out. That analogy gives me chills because it is the same with an abusive relationship. Your abuser is not going to just punch you in the face four dates in where you're like, what the frick was that? Or kick you or hit you or push you downstairs. They're not going to do that. They, they get you to trust them first. They get you to love them first. They slowly eke into this. And when they do do something, it's something that is less intense. Which leads me to another point that a lot of times people believe that abusive relationships have to require a broken bone or a bloody nose or cut or something or bruises left by the perpetrator and they don't. It can start off as things like pushing you, tackling you, throwing something at you, just maybe even just a light punch or knocking you in the head, just things that they can say are playful or oops, I didn't mean that or you see what I'm saying? It can be things that they can quickly excuse away. If this ever happens to you or has happened to you, let it be known that that is an indicator to what's more to come unless it was truly, truly, truly an accident, which be careful there because your mind is going to want to tell yourself that it is that. But unless it was truly like someone just tripped and fell into you, you know what I'm saying, you guys, you got to be smart here. If it was an accident, okay, fine. But if your partner has done something out of anger to somehow physically control you or get you to shut up or get you to do whatever it is that they want you to do, that is the beginnings of even more physical abuse. Because physical abuse doesn't often stay small. It escalates. It can escalate to bigger abuse. It can even escalate to murder sometimes. I'm not saying that that's going to happen to every person on the planet, but I'm not saying that it's not. I'm just saying be aware that if it's something small, it may have crept up on you, but if you've been in this relationship for a while and you really take stock and take notice about what has been going on, you will notice that there has been an escalation. I was in two abusive relationships. One was from 17 to 19 and one was from 35 to 42. Both those relationships did not start out abusive from the go. There was small little things that these, these, both of these men had done. They were little. They didn't leave marks. They were just enough for me to go, mm, I don't like that. And it was an indication of what was to come because in both instances, the things they had done escalated. I'm trying not to make this episode too, too long for you guys, but I do want to share and in the first relationship, what started out as, you know, pushing me one time or another time he, um, he didn't like something I said. So he was coming at me aggressively. So I ran from him and we were in the garage of one of his friend's house and I opened the door and I ran into the house where there was people and he tackled me onto the couch and held me in a really physically like aggressive manner and even chipped my tooth. Luckily for me, it wasn't a huge chip. It was something they could just file down a little bit. And I remember all the guys just standing there and kind of like, 
looking like, what are you doing? No one really even said anything or protected me. Well, that was the indicator of something later to come because at one point, this was way near the end of our relationship, he attempted to strangle me in my parents' kitchen. Now, I mean strangle me, he was strangling me, but I'm not sure if he really was attempting to murder me or what he was trying to do. But he strangled me to the point where he had his arms, hands around my neck and his thumbs on my my throat to where there was no air going in or out. I could not make a sound and I was struggling and fighting. I'm a scrapper. I grew up with boys, but I'm little. So my arms couldn't reach like his face to scratch him or poke out his eyes or, you know, do something. I couldn't do anything and I wasn't strong enough to pull his hands off of me. Lucky for me, my dad wasn't super handy and didn't like to spend money. So back then, the cabinets, kitchen cabinets, were held closed by magnets. And one of the magnet pieces had fallen off, so the cabinet was not shutting all the time. It would always stay a little bit open. And through our struggling and skirmish, it was kind of bouncing and making a little bit of noise. So I bent up my knee and I started kicking with my foot on that cabinet so it would slam shut and bounced open and as far as it would bounce open, I'd slam it again and it would just make this loud ruckus in the middle of the night in my parents' house. And, you know, they say on those Dateline movies that you see the blackness in someone's eyes. Well, let me tell you, he had black eyes and they just kind of like, it was like, you see, like they snap out of it, kind of snapped out of it and his eyes turned back to the color green or blue that they were and then he just ran out of the house. So lucky for me, I got out of that situation, but these things start small. And the problem is that we don't necessarily from the start deem them as important or bad enough. We start to think that they're kind of insignificant or maybe maybe you caused it or you know, if I didn't do this or say that or bring up this topic, or he wouldn't have gotten mad or I should have known that this would happen because he was drinking, whatever it is. What I need you to know is that it's typically a slow burn and that's one of the reasons why we don't realize we are in an abusive relationship. Which leads me to point number two, that many people believe that relationships are only intense things like punching you in the face, burning your hand, pushing you downstairs, which I've already mentioned. But I want you to know that physical abuse is any time somebody disrespects your human temple in a physical way, a way that is uncomfortable, hurts you, and a way that you are not in agreement to. It is a way for someone to control you via physical violence, and it is never okay. Keep in mind that oftentimes abusers want to turn around and blame it on us because when they have calmed down, when they have realized they did the wrong thing, which sometimes they will, you know, sometimes they'll apologize, but sometimes they will blame it on you. They are going to turn around and say, your fault, you did this, you made me do this, you did, you instigated it by this thing, which I do want to make the disclaimer that you, we can't be physically abusive to our person either, okay? It's even if it's, well, I'm a girl, I don't hit very hard, or I just slapped his leg. I'm telling you, no physical violence at all should ever be in a relationship, whether it's platonic, a friendship, a sibling, a family member, or a lover. No physical violence. Any physical violence is the start of something, and it is a straight-up hardcore disrespect to your person.
The third reason why we may not recognize that we are in an abusive relationship is because we are wearing neediness blinders. Hear me out here. What this means is that we are relying on our partner as a source of love and belongings. Oftentimes we are disempowered in this area and we are people pleasers. We are so uh, desperate for love, approval, attention, and affection that we tend to put up with the unacceptable longer than we should because we do not want to lose what we believe is our source of love, approval, attention, and affection. So we don't, we kind of ignore it. We sort of make excuses for it. We rationalize their behaviors. We stay silent and we start tiptoeing around their blow-ups, which their blow-ups are truly temper tantrums. But what we do with that is we enable this behavior further. Anytime we are not putting a limit on or calling somebody out on their bad behavior and giving them a true consequence to that behavior, we are enabling it. We are inadvertently telling them that it's okay. And what's more, an abuser gets even more amped up when we allow the disrespect because they start disrespecting us even more. We look weak and gross to them, which will also amplify what they are doing because they start to become really angry at us and loathe us for us allowing them to do what they are doing. Interesting, isn't it? And the fourth reason that we may not quickly recognize we're in an abusive relationship is that we are familiar with this type of treatment due to treatment we received in our childhood. Again, this doesn't have to be hardcore, gnarly, beating the crap out of us abuse. This could be even physical roughness, but it can also include things like emotional and mental abuse. Anything that is really beating us down and making us feel small. This is a strange thing because when we are used to, as a child, when our brain is forming and we're used to someone encroaching in on our physical space and hurting us or being rough with us, it does not quickly stand out as wrong because it happened in the home, which is the place that we were supposed to be loved. So if we were physically mistreated in our childhood, where we were supposed to be loved, our brain can't determine what real love is supposed to look like. We also kind of subconsciously believe, again, we're rationalizing the situation. We we subconsciously believe that, well, I lived through that, so I can live through this, or I handled that, so I can handle this. Well, you don't need to handle that. And I want to let you know that right now. That behavior is wrong. It's abusive. And it should have never happened to you. And I'm sorry. And I hope that you are healing from this. But that does not mean that when you look at somebody else and they're doing the same thing to you, that it is okay. At some point, we must realize that we're worth more than this. And that is not okay. And I do not ever want to be treated like that again. And number five is that we were not protected or taught what is right or wrong in regards to our sacred physical self. If no one protected us or stood up for us, we literally were not taught to protect ourselves. We were not taught our value. 
And some of us didn't even realize that we can protect ourselves because we were so powerless in our youth, whether it was physical or emotionally powerless. It never even crossed our mind that we could protect ourselves. If we had had someone step up to our perpetrator and put the limit down when we were young and we couldn't protect ourselves and said, oh no, you do not get to treat him or her this way, we would learn that this was not okay. But if that was not done for us, our baby brain processes it differently. And I say baby, not meaning a teeny baby, although it could be, God forbid, I hate that. But our mind that has not yet grown fully is going to process it in a different way. We simply were not taught to protect ourselves. And that is something that we talk about a lot in my coaching one-on-ones with people, if they were not protected when they were young, they're constantly, we're constantly out in the world looking for somebody who's going to protect us. But now we're adults and sometimes we end up with people who we think are big and strong and awesome. And that's a lot of the times what the bad boy syndrome is, is people think they're going to get protected by these bad boys, but they end up being men that have not grown emotionally and they don't end up protecting us. They end up hurting us when really a man that would protect us is someone who is really super solid. Even if he looks like a nerd or a geek, that's a guy that is going to protect you. But in the meantime, we have to learn that we are our own best advocate. We are in charge of our physical safety. And when this stuff starts showing up in our lives, we have to do what is right for us especially my friends, if there's children involved, because I want to share something with you. If you are going through a trauma, I guarantee you, your kids are experiencing that trauma as well for two reasons. One, you cannot keep everything hidden from them. They're going to see something or hear something. But if it's something that is outwardly overt, that they're actually are watching and seeing, their love for you is going to make them feel every negative and abusive thing that happens to you. I remember feeling this way with my brothers. If my dad was upset with my brothers or being mean at some point, I remember it feeling like my abuse because I did not like what was being done to my brother. See what I'm saying? So we, when we're young, we're going to process that as our own trauma as well. So we think we're doing the right thing by hanging in these relationships because we have our kids and we don't want to break up the home, but truly we're hurting them in the most profound way. And sometimes, actually most all the time, if we're being abused, leaving is the best message that we can ever teach our children. This is a hell no and we are out of here. Even if we have to live on food stamps and move in with our parents or live in a shelter, but we are going to get to safety first. And the sixth reason we may not recognize quickly that we are in an abusive relationship is we were not taught our true worth. Even if we grew up in a somewhat normal household. So let me explain what that means. How do you know the difference? How did your mom or dad teach you the difference between an expensive piece of china or just a typical dinner plate? We were taught to be extra careful with the china because it's expensive. 
or let's say the difference between a cheapo plastic watch and an expensive Rolex or a cubic zirconia and a flawless diamond. We are taught, be careful with that, that is expensive. And we watch them as they protect this thing that they feel is expensive. Unfortunately, my brothers and sisters, we were not taught that we were expensive. Now, this could be super innocent in regards to our parents because they were doing the best they could at the time. If indeed they were not people that were teaching us the opposite by emotionally, physically, verbally, mentally abusing us, they were just the -the run-of-the-mill parents and they still didn't teach us we were expensive. Most of the time it's because they are carrying on the pathology of what they didn't learn. They're just teaching the same or lack of teaching the same thing that they did not learn. They didn't know they're expensive, so they did not know how to teach you that you were expensive. So in closing, I want to share that I had two completely separate conversations with two women. They don't know each other. It just happened to be in the same week, which is usually how these things go and why I share these things with you guys. Both of these women had no idea that I was going to record this episode. It's just something that randomly came up in our conversations. And they started telling me about destructive and abusive behavior that happened in the past or scary behavior or rough behavior that happened with their exes in the past. And in both conversations, I said, so you were abused. And both women said, well, I mean, he never like punched me or left a mark. And I said, so you were abused. And they both stared at me and you could just see it like wash over them like water in a shower in slow motion as the reality hit them that they were abused and I explained basically what's in this episode to them and they said they were just in shock and I said okay abuse is trauma which of course led us back to the original reason why we were having this this coaching conversation Mm -hmm. and they sat there like they couldn't believe this for the first time they were truly owning it and I said to them repeat after me I was abused. I was abused. I was abused. And the neatest thing happened. One girl got her her face started getting really red and she was like, I don't like this. And the other one just looked at me and tears welled up in her eyes. But two emotional reactions to the same thing. And one was anger and one was sadness. And neither one of them are right or wrong. They're just emotions. They're just guideposts. But something really cool happened too. Once they said that, both of them sat up straighter. They got a little stronger because they looked back at that and they were like, never again. That is a hell no. Now the reason why I wanted them to really own that, because we know by now that awareness is key. And if we bring something up from the depths of darkness or we shine a spotlight on something that has been in the dark, whether it's a disempowered pattern of our own or bad behavior on somebody else's part, we will recognize it faster next time. We are all works in progress, brothers and sisters. We are all learning. We're growing and evolving. 
but I love being here for you and I love holding hands with you and linking arms with you and helping you recognize things that have gone on in your life, things that are unacceptable, places that were your responsibility to take, like people-pleasing and doormat behaviors, but also the responsibility that others need to take about what they've done to you. But at the end of the day, it is up to us always, every time, all day long, that we protect ourselves. And we do that from loving ourselves, self-love, knowing our worth, knowing how much we matter. Our disempowered behaviors and patterns are always rooted in a fact that we want to feel approved of, we want to feel loved, we want attention, and we want affection. And we're desperate for it. It's not just a want because we all have that desire. But when it's a desperation that's inside of us, that's driving our train, it's going to lead us down some pretty dark paths. The cure is self-love. Practice loving yourself. Practice giving yourself everything that you need in your heart to feel approved of, loved, give yourself attention, and give yourself affection. I know that sounds weird, but hugs and you dig goods and pep talks and being your own best friend is how we rise out of this. Because what happens is your self-worth will raise. And if, hopefully it doesn't, but if this sort of poo crosses your path again, instead of shrinking from it or making excuses or finding a reason to stay or why you can't why you won't speak up and, and hiding from what's really happening, it's going to be a, what the hell do you think you're doing? Excuse me? And you're going to respond to that so much faster. And let me tell you something. It's just like standing up to a bully. When you stand up to a bully, that bully's like, oh, and they tend to go the other way and leave you alone for good. They're gone. The same thing happens when someone steps into your life and attempts or does something that is physically disrespectful to your body temple and you go, excuse me, no. And you remove them or you remove yourself from the situation, guess what happens? They're going to leave. They're going to leave and they're going to leave you alone or they're going to respect you and they're going to go get some help. One of two things happened. And I say this always and I say it again. Either one of those things is a win. If your person leaves because you stood up to them and you said that's a hell no and they leave, bye-bye, don't let the door hit you in the ass, right? Absolutely. But if you stand up to that person, they say, oh my gosh, I'm so terribly sorry and, and they're like, I'm going to get help and they do get help and whatever and you're, you're really invested in this relationship with kids or whatever and you want to see what happens as long as you know, as long as you know that this is a hell no. And maybe there's a two strike rule. Like, okay, I'm gonna tell you one time, but the next time I'm gone. See what I'm saying? Truth be known, physical aggression, physical abuse starts small and it gets bigger and it escalates and it could go really bad really quickly. It's up to you to take care of yourself and your children, whether you are a male or a female. I recorded this episode for any of you who might have been there, might be suspect of what's happening right now, or you've been in it for a long time. And also for any of you who might be witnessing this in someone that you love. I really hope this gives you some great information and it inspires you to take a drastic and big move for yourself 
or for someone that you love. Alrighty, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, remember, you matter. If you've enjoyed this episode, I invite you to subscribe and share. If you're listening on iTunes, you can give a big thanks by leaving a five-star rating and review. If you'd like to explore coaching plans, other products, and free resources, go to kristenbrown.org. Until next time, everyone, remember to go love yourself.